Hello and welcome to The Redesign, uh, the very serious podcast where we take everyday objects and create the very best version of that thing. I'm Tom. I'm very serious, Eric. And uh, last time we cut ourselves off a little slice of Americana with uh, Baseball 2 or Baseball 2. Uh <laughs> And I mean, obviously, I forgot, I forgot about that. That was that's really funny. I can't believe you forgot about that, considering <laughs> how well we did. I mean, the uptake on on baseball 2.0 has basically obliterated all other sports. They're just unable to compete. Uh, sorry, basketball, Formula One, lawn bowling, and all the rest. You're you're done. That's it. It's like uh, like base wars. We just like um, that old NES game. Just blasted them into into oblivion. It's exactly like that. Sorry, all other sports. <laughs> so, uh, I mentioned uh, the theme of Americana because we're actually continuing in kind this episode. So, our creative brief today is to take that quintessential summertime feel-good food and work our unique magic on it. Of course, I am talking about the hamburger. The hamburger. Amazing. Yes. I'm so down. Okay, so let's let's just get right literally into it. Um I think I mean this this time around our stakeholders, as you know, we they start sort of conservative and, and we work our way out and up. And and then they've started with I think technology that we're all familiar with. Uh of course I'm talking about the McGriddle where the mm-hmm. flavor is basically sort of directly embedded into the bun itself. And I think, you know, this is this is a nice place to start. We're not departing from hamburger 1.0 right out of the gate. We're we're kind of working our way up. Um and I think as in in previous episodes, this already to me suggests a really interesting opportunity to create some some fervor around uh hamburger 2.0 in the same kind of vein as the mcrib where Mm. uh it's you know different it shows up at different times nobody really knows when it's coming or where it comes from so so where i'm going with this is that we could basically have sort of a licensed flavor blast bun that shows up in various different spots various different flavors and people are like oh my god did you hear they've got the the dill pickle bun in Arizona. Let's let's hop in the car. That sounds amazing. Uh, my first idea for the flavor injected bun is in typical, uh, in my typical recursive fashion. We should make the buns taste like hamburgers. You're not off base because I think most things are the flavor that they are usually. No, no, but like, but like the the bun itself. Yeah. Okay. Well, continue. Yes. Yeah, it's just like that sort of extra level of hamburgeriness, which I think it would be a good uh, way to test the uh, the the acceptance of this technology. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, we. I mean, we we don't have to stop there. We could just um, have the hamburger buns taste like hamburgers, where the buns also taste like hamburgers. I mean, like specifically, and so like if if you have okay, okay, so if we take a mathematical approach. Um, we, we have a hamburger that's like two buns and a patty, like the, the basic essence of a hamburger, um, it's like bun, patty, bun. Um, if the hamburger buns themselves are, uh, they taste like hamburgers, then you would have a, a one, one to three, or, or sorry, a one to two hamburger flavor to bun flavor. So it's like, uh, you add that 
to the two thirds. So there's there's like a there's like a limit, right? So each bun is one third hamburger, and each of those buns in the one third, or in the two thirds of the one third is is a two thirds bun and one thirds hamburger. So like we could write it out. Uh, there's a limit, I'm sure. Like uh, we could take the limit as um, number of iterations goes to infinity, and we have like a fractal burger. <laughs> I'm I'm really into the idea of like basically some kind of recursive burger factorial. That's amazing, and I think yeah yeah. Like what we need to do right now is actually just put a pin in the whole idea of flavor blasting and come back to this because you've actually well like a toothpick, if you will. Uh, we could you know put a little pickle on it. Mm -hmm. Amazing, or like one of those plastic swords. Okay, go on. Yes, plastic swords are going to play a large part in this. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Um, but you've actually like hit on another piece of of uh stakeholder uh feedback which is now it's a ground stake that they're holding yeah just sort of a, a pile of meat at this yeah, point yeah um what if to to sort of evolve the idea of the burger flavored burger we actually sort of hermetically sealed the entire thing so hmm. like it's it's not really a bun and a patty and another bun it's just a unit that you receive <laughs> right yeah uh what what like um where it's all like mixed mixed together are are we talking about like blending a burger <laughs> no that would be disgusting i mean like uh uh like if we had sort of normal hamburger stuff but we sealed the edge of the bun oh oh the opposite of what i said the opposite of what you said right yeah yeah Yes, that's that's also an option. Because I think one of the things that you can say about hamburgers is that they don't travel particularly well. Um, oh my god! Okay, you know what else doesn't travel uh, pretty well, and the the Japanese have solved one hundred percent. You've had onigiri, right? Of course. Yeah. So that's that is like the pinnacle of of food separation until the moment of con of consumption. Um, it is, it's this incredible, incredible technology where, uh, I don't know if, if our listeners have had onigiri before, but, uh, they're rice balls. Um, it's just like a ball of rice with maybe like a, a nugget of deliciousness in the middle. Um, you can get different kinds. Um, but the, it's a ball of rice and on the outside of the ball of rice, typically you would have like a, a piece of seaweed wrapped around it. But the problem with that is seaweed is like, it takes on water really fast and, uh, rice is some percentage water. It's like probably like 102% water. And so the, the liquid, the, uh, the moisture leaches out from the rice onto the seaweed and then the seaweed becomes, uh, like, you know, normally when you get seaweed, it's dried. Um, but giving it more moisture will like turn it back into its essential uh, soggy form, which uh, is not fit for human consumption unless you put it in a salad or something. Um, but what they've done to this is they, they found a way to wrap it in plastic such that the whole thing is like wrapped in one piece of plastic, but they've, because of the way it's layered it uh the seaweed is like separate it's separated from the rice ball with a layer of plastic and you have to like open it in a certain way and you like pull the halves together and it just ends up that the the seaweed's like already wrapped around it's it's really brilliant um and so i think that's uh that's something we could do with this hamburger 
Yeah, I mean, I've seen exactly the packaging that that you're describing, and I don't think we need to be beholden to to the suggestions of our of our ground chuck holders in this case. It's <laughs> um, ground Charles holders to you, <laughs> um, because that is actually like miraculous uh, packaging, and I think what what we could do is really kind of uh, mirror that with with the hamburger, where the innards of the hamburger and the bun. Uh, the two halves of the bun are separated until the the moment of truth. Right, the moment of tooth. When you bite into the, I I see. And then you pull off the wrapper, and the whole thing assembles as if by magic into uh, a perfect hamburger. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's really cool. I like. I wonder if it's kind of like uh, you do it with a flourish. Like if you're pulling a tablecloth out from under the the stuff on the table. So it's like you have the layers of the hamburger all separated by these sheets, um, and and then and then when you're ready to eat them, uh, you you have to like kind of pull these tabs on the side or just pull the corners of them, and you have to pull them really fast so that the inertia you know uh, of the hamburger like keeps them in there. If you don't do it fast enough, you're just like sliding food all over your table and yourself. Um, so there's like an element of risk and challenge, which ultimately I think would make the the actual food tastes better because there's a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, there there definitely needs to be a performative aspect to this. Yeah, um, skill based food. I love it. Um, I mean, I think that's that's something that you know we're we're gonna see like YouTube videos about how people have figured out different techniques to uh, assemble their their multipartite hamburger in in really skillful ways, which I'm yeah, super yeah. into. And don't forget the the inevitable fail compilations therein. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad Vine doesn't exist anymore because that would be the, the perfect medium for burger fails. Hashtag burger fails. <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, this is this is really good. I think we've solved the, the travel problem except for exactly one aspect, which is that the burger probably... You know, if you're if you're taking it somewhere, it's not still going to be warm when you get there, right? And I think, um, have you ever seen those those inserts that you can put in your gloves or or boots in the winter that are like chemical heaters? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The little packs that you like, yeah, uh, mash together and like whatever. Yeah, and, he- and yeah. heat comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if one of those was included in our in our burger onigiri packaging? Absolutely, that would be amazing. Uh, you you would have to. <laughs> you, <laughs> I uh, okay. So so the the activation of those, like you you kind of um, break break something in the middle of it. You'd have mm-hmm. to kind of squish it around, and then it starts getting warm. Um, I wonder if you can. Uh, like I'm assuming those those chemicals are are uh, edible and safe for human consumption. We could just mix it into the patty. I mean, I assume so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or or they can be layers, right? Like so, when you when you pull the when you pull the dividers out, th- it causes those chemicals to mix, uh, in in inside the burger. So you would, like each one has like a thin layer of those chemicals, and so you would have it would actually be pretty good. It, the heating would be well distributed through all the layers of the of the hamburger. N- none of this like uh, hot on the outside, cold on the inside microwave hamburgers. Because I mean, typically you microwave your hamburger to reheat it. That's that's the current. That's the status quo. Which obviously we're we're out to disrupt. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. 
So so let me let me put this down and see what you think of it. What if in part of the process of sort of this tablecloth whipping exercise of unwrapping the hamburger, there's also sort of a a rip cord that you pull at the same time uh-huh. that that actually activates the heating element? Like a like a lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just like crank it. You just crank your burger and you just yeah, no, I I <laughs> I think that would be great. So there's like a, you know, you you pull off the packaging and keep pulling because there's this string that actually like mixes the components of the heating element and then dumps them on the, on the burger. Yes. Yes. That's, that's perfect. Like, I wonder, I wonder what the, what the signal is for you to stop yanking. I guess you could feel it getting warm. Well, I mean, it may be, (laughs) I mean, maybe at some point it actually like there's only a, a limited amount of cord to pull, and that's oh. the perfect amount of heating for the burger. Right, right, right. Yeah, you wouldn't want to keep doing it because then it'll like uh, burn your hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we like. I'm assuming we're gonna put like way too much chemical than is needed, but it, it's just for for that leeway to customize. Maybe maybe you're in like Antarctica and you you need a little bit more. Like uh, you're outside eating this burger in the harshest climate in the world. We need to account for all of our potential customers yeah i mean i don't want to judge how hot someone wants their hamburger that's an individual choice yeah exactly exactly some people have like really um really strong mouth linings yeah i mean you you do you exactly so this reminds me of my dad my dad always uh would always complain that uh soup that he gets at restaurants is not hot enough he he would say he wants it piping hot that's that's what he would always say that seems and, yeah, I and mean, great. Yeah, he just wanted it piping hot. I think I think they do they they serve they might serve uh soup like not super hot for liability reasons. Like that that kind of makes sense to me. I think the the exterior of the of the uh the burger packaging obviously will have to come with some uh disclaimers. Yes, absolutely. And if we sell them in San Francisco, we have to uh, put that like it can it can give you cancer warning. Let's be judicious in our use of uh, of warnings. That that has never been proven. <laughs> right, that's true. That's true. Hasn't been un- unproven, but yeah. So I think what we've actually done is more like can't, up. sir. I I don't I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's <laughs> fair. Uh, fair. Uh, so what we've done by introducing the ripcord system is allowed us the perfect um, way to re-include the flavor blast technology in that we have a mechanism now to both introduce the amount of heat you want and also the amount of flavor blast that you want oh man this is like personalized burgers yeah so like Like, customizable in the moment not not at the point of purchase but like right right in the zone when you're right there yeah wherever you are you're you are 100 in control of your uh hamburger 2.0 heat and spiciness which Whoa. i know or you know whatever the flavor is maybe you've sure. opted for uh strawberry strawberry who knows yeah i think you know we might open up a world of flavor combinations heretofore unexplored this is amazing um how so i'm i'm picturing uh like a grid of different like flavor elements like the the periodic table of flavor elements like everything that you need 
to to be able to um, fabricate whatever flavor you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, like like maybe there's a one of the layers is like a. Uh, it's kind of like a waffle, or it looks like a waffle. So it's like a grid of squares, but like really tiny squares, and each one has like a little um, packet of of flavor stuff. And so when you when you're you're down to eat it, I don't know how we would how we would like actually select the the flavors. Maybe there's like a I I don't I don't want to go to electronics because I don't know how how edible or biodegradable those are. Um, but well, but there's got to be some kind of way. Yeah, I think we have the perfect example for this uh, already, which is basically like that that sort of grid of buttons that's uh, like a like an Ableton Live controller. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, we don't want to eat an Ableton Live controller, but what we do have in our in our uh, technological palette is the uh, biodegradable edible uh, QR code saliva capsule from from oven 2.0 which i think would be the perfect delivery mechanism for the the flavor blast options here as well yes yeah for sure that that would be that would be wonderful i mean maybe we actually want to use a bit of that celebrity saliva just to sort of prime the the flavors as well yeah it'd be it'd be sweet it's like uh dinner and a date (laughs) so I mean, like the the end user experience of of Hamburger 2.0, I'm feeling very good about. I think what we've kind of neglected here is the uh, the manufacturing aspect of it, and I think I mean if we've really disrupted the the eating experience of the hamburger, but not the uh, construction method uh, on on you know in the restaurant mm-hmm. or in the the hamburger factory. And I'm thinking, you know, we, we there's a lot of technology that has not been uh, applied to food or especially hamburgers presently that I think we could we could use in this instance. And uh, obviously, I'm thinking of 3D printing. Oh yeah, amazing! I'm right with you, Tom. So, uh, I mean, I think I think we need to spitball a bit here because celebrity spitball, celebrity spitball. As far as I know. Uh, you cannot yet 3D print like uh, a bun or you know a, a slice of pickle. You can definitely 3D print meat. Like that's that's right, a slam yeah, dunk yeah. already. Yeah, you wouldn't download a hamburger. I mean, not yet. <laughs> but actually, I mean, yeah. Hmm. So now that you've said that, I'm wondering if the the branding opportunity for some. Uh, hamburger conglomerate as we know them today is actually really much larger than we thought in that they could create some kind of uh, you know licensable machine mm-hmm. that would go in your your local store where you where you get the hamburger 2.0 that just creates it on the fly as you order it uh, on your phone for instance oh man yeah like uh like those um soda fountains that have all the flavors and you exactly. just like touch screen it yeah yeah that's that's perfect so I mean, it would need to have some kind of um, some kind of like supply of hamburger materials within the machine, right? Yes, that's it's like a, a hamburger replicator, exactly. And I yes. think I mean I was I was just thinking about this uh, in terms of like how to perfectly reconstitute a a pickle slice from I'm assuming some kind of like pickle slurry. <laughs> 
you know we have uh, molecular gastronomy at our disposal obviously yes exactly i mean they can they can make pea soup into uh ravioli i've seen this on on cooking shows so go. like why not why not pickle slice th- using the same method yeah like i mean at, at the at the end of the day all i really want to do is go up to it and and be able to say uh hamburger earl gray hot <laughs> as as one does yeah yeah earl gray hamburger that would be pretty good you're not wrong actually yeah hmm. i like earl gray i like tea flavored things so so um I, I guess like having so earlier we were talking about the the flavor modules or like the little flavor things uh, inside the hamburger itself, but now we're talking about like um, modularizing the the entire thing, like not just the flavors of of one part of the hamburger. Yeah, I mean, do you want it to be like pre-flavored, or do you want to decide in the moment? I think you could right. go either way on this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you could like make a hamburger where the the meat is something else. Hmm. Um, you could have like a like like some kind of um, you could replace the hamburger part with deli meats, for example, and you could have like a we we'll we'll call it something like an Italian hamburger or something. Yeah. There's. I mean, I, I, certainly, I don't want to to shut uh, like vegetarians or or vegans out of the glorious true. hamburger 2.0 future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's there's certainly got to be a lot of options in the machine. But yes. I do like the idea of of maybe stepping outside the bounds of what might be considered acceptable innards for a hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking outside the. Oh wait. I think that's that's trademarked. <laughs> oh wait. Uh, oh wait. <laughs> 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 I mean, the, like technologically, this feels very exciting. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit about the interaction on on the device itself. Do you think it would be uh, like those soda machines, like a touch screen on the machine itself, or would this be some sort of app that you could download that would tell you where the nearest uh, hamburger manufacturer was? Um, well, there's there's uh, the AR potential uh, abounds. We would definitely like um, be able to like wave your phone around and see where they are like on the on the camera feed of the thing. So you would be able to see find the locations. But once you're there, I think uh, augmented reality has has a lot of potential here. Um, you you would just like um, point it at the table in front of you, and then a, like holographic image of uh, of this hamburger would would be there and you would just kind of minority report wave your your hands around in front of it and just kind of pull ingredients onto this virtual hamburger Hmm. that's the sound that i would make as i was eating this Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of like a a combination of like pokemon go and cooking mama yes oh my god pokemon mama or cooking go yes cooking go is i guess a bit more generic you know i think i think this feels very good to me and i'm i'm excited to order a fully customized uh made on the spot hamburger but what we've done the last few times that i think has been extremely valuable in in terms of positioning uh the the 2.0 version of the thing is is thinking a bit about marketing Mm -hmm. go on so I mean, I I don't think we can just sell this as uh, a continuation of of the regular hamburger. This needs to be set apart in some way. 
Right, right. So, like, I mean, uh, the word hamburger uh, comes from the the ancient Greek ham, meaning uh, pig part, uh, and burger, meaning uh, referring oddly enough to uh, hamburger. It's it's like a it's also a recursive kind of um, word. Um, so I, I think I think we need to depart from that entirely. Um, hamburgers clearly don't have ham. Uh, inside them they're they're more beefy so um beef burger i mean do we want to tie it to beef though because i think we've already oh yeah yeah oh of course of course why would we yeah why would we pigeonhole uh omni burger yes yeah yeah omni burger uh for all of your burging needs uh i think this is good because as far as i know no one has used uh berg as a verb previously in that sense so this is oh, yeah. like, like a fully ownable brand yeah yeah the uh burgit burgit now that's that's like the the button in the ar experience I yeah think. yeah exactly oh and oh my god uh the dessert counterpart to this uh the iceberg yes we, we yeah that's that's a no-brainer man it's it's interesting that like just just by shifting our mindset slightly we've actually disrupted two entire industries like, yes. in the space of half an hour yeah exactly i mean you yeah one of the buttons in the in the construction app is like hot or cold Burgit now out. yeah Burgit. Burgit. Burgit to me yeah <laughs> um so let's let's uh it's like we could <laughs> could have a dystopian one called uh harrison burger on <laughs> <laughs> That's such a it's niche. That's a, that's a that's a deep cut. This is a deep cut. Uh, it's like break from the shackles of your of your mundane eating experience with a Harrison burger on. So, so where did we end up? I mean, we've we've covered a lot of ground today. A lot of ground beef. Um, and we have indeed. I think, I mean, we, we started off, I think, just thinking about the consumer end, moved into the, the more industrial end um, of, of the whole burger production chain, which I think has yielded very good results. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this sort of heat and flavor blast when you need it. Yeah, it's uh, like the, the new uh, bourgeoisie. If you will. I will always you always will um yeah this is this is very good i'm going to take this back to the quote-unquote stakeholders i think they'll be very pleased with where we've ended up uh, as per usual we've we've upended a number of industries in the best way possible i i have a hundred percent uh uh confidence in that we did so this has been hamburger 2.0 and this has also been the redesign Thanks for listening. If you are so inclined, we would love it if you left a rating or review on iTunes. It helps us out. It helps other people find the podcast, and it's just a nice thing to do. Uh, With that said, we'll catch you next time.